0: Jesus, what the fuck, dude? You don't have to slam that load in my back end so hard. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. On Thursday, October 1st, 2020, where shit has hit the fan. The Tennessee-Pittsburgh game has been moved off the Week 4 weekend. We must talk about this first. If you, actually, if you look on Twitter and Instagram, follow me over there at RoyDog underscore 13, R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13 or on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy. Donations are welcome, of course, over at Venmo, Dennis dash Roy dash 14, or at PayPal, RoyDog underscore 13 at yahoo.com. Any which way. So the game has been officially moved Uh, off the week four schedule which we were a little bit worried of at least we know about it now rather than later in the weekend which we pretty much were sure was going to happen uh, in the conversations that I've had with other players and stuff like that but um, so it the thing that's kind of fucked up is that uh, you know with something like this the COVID protocol runs for individual players, right? You get that COVID-19 designation. uh, You can move your players to IR. Uh, The problem with this is that they are just... Like Yahoo, for instance, is just postponing the game. It's listed as postponed uh, for your players. And there's no designation that they're going to get that's going to allow you to move them to IR. So... For right now, you're going to just have to deal with it. Um, If you're good, if you're stable enough to just deal with it and keep the play, you know, you don't really want to drop anybody if you don't have to. Uh, But if you do need players, you have to get them. I'm wondering if there's going to be a shitstorm that's going to happen between, you know, against Yahoo, if ESPN is doing this, if NFL.com is doing this, where you're not allowed to move them into an IR designation um, to where they make it possible to list them all, uh, where you can do that and pick up an extra player without dropping a roster, you know, somebody off your roster uh, to pick up somebody. That you need to utilize. Um, so we're going to be we're going to have to play that one by ear. The more I know, uh, the more I will get the information out there. We will have a podcast tomorrow to do first run through the DFS slate for the main slate, um, and then we will have the finalized pod, uh, finalized uh, roster podcast on Saturday. So, but we have a Thursday night game that we need to talk about. Uh, I would stay very light on this one. Maybe just do a single entry. That's kind of what I'm going to do here. We have Denver at the New York Jets. Denver opened as a two and a half point favorite. 41 was the over under. Uh, Currently, as of last night, the New York Jets are now the favorite at one and a half. And a 40 over under. So... We have two, sh- two teams that are just basically uh, shit shows, you know, not, not really good offenses. their defenses are, are not very good. So we need to kind of decide what we're going to do here. Are we thinking that this is possibly going to be an offensive matchup, or is this going to be a defensive matchup? Your first thought on that, that's probably the correct one, and that this is just going to be a complete shit show. But does that mean that we need to go with the defenses from both teams and the kickers? Well, let's dive inside the numbers. Let's take a look. I have the spreadsheet up right now, and I have the target chart up. So we can see what's going on here, what what players we need to consider here. So we'll start with the Denver Broncos side. Uh, Drew Locke is out. Uh, leaving Jeff, uh, Jeff Driscoll and Brett Rippen. Brett Rippin is going to be the guy that's going to start. Uh, 12K on FanDuel, 10-2 on DK. He is going against the 31st ranked pass defense, according to Football Outsiders DVOA, but only giving up the 13th, uh, or his 13th in points, I should say, allowed. Uh, uh, points allowed to the quarterback position at 18.8 on Fanduel and 20.5 on DK. Moving to the running backs, <clears throat> and you'll notice now on the bar, on the uh, seasonal bars, we are very much stabilized, uh, getting almost to 100% stabilized for our seasonal data for DVOA and DVP. So. Um, Pay attention to that. Look at the trends uh, that we have in there and then use them accordingly. Uh, running backs, it's going to be Melvin Gordon. We still have Philip Lindsay questionable uh, and then Royce Freeman. The New York Jets are third in rush defense DVOA and 11th against running backs in the passing game, but are 26 in points allowed to the running back position at 27.4 and 30.7. What does that mean? Well, if it's a defensive game, running backs are generally involved. They get the heaviest usage, uh, especially with a new quarterback at the helm. Generally, they'll rely on the veteran, you know, if they have one, to grind this game out and keep it slow and plotting. So even with the Jets having that good, you are good for them, but... uh, uh, God, I'm brain farting. I got up way too early this morning. Um having a more um <laughs> I, I'm I'm letting the brain fart just go. I'm just letting it go. This is I this is what we do. I can't edit this any which way. Um, <clears throat> even though they look good against the run, uh they are not overall against um you know, the points allowed to the position in there. So Melvin Gordon is definitely in play. We'll have to pay attention to Lindsey's status. I believe they're going to keep him out this week. Um, Melvin Gordon also did not get a, receive a lot of carries uh, in last week's game, which means that they were kind of ramping him up for a heavier workload this week. Wide receivers, you're looking at Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, and K.J. Hamler. Those are going to be your top three. Jerry Judy's going against the 31st-ranked defense against wide receiver ones. Tim Patrick going against the 29th-ranked defense against wide receiver twos. K.J. Hamler, 13th. Points allowed by the New York Jets. They are 6th against the position at 24.8 and 31.7. Fan duel to DK. Brian Poole should be the guy covering... Uh, Jerry Judy here, Pierre Deserre uh, covering Tim Patrick, and Blossom Austin on K.J. Hamler. Noah Fant's going to be your tight end. He is facing the 31st-ranked defense against tight ends, uh, 23rd in points allowed to the tight end position, 12.5 and 14.7 respectively. So uh, tight end uh, Noah Fant is definitely in play. Uh, it's one of the better spots is kind of the security blanket for a younger quarterback to trust in his tight end. And then we're getting a good defensive matchup. So Noah Fant definitely is a guy that we want to circle. Uh, they have not really gotten any of the other tight ends involved. I mean, Nick Vanette's been on the field. Uh, Jake Butt has even been on the field, but they haven't really done much of anything. Uh, so I'm not really considering them. Not even in the... Uh, Ridley is a backup. Maybe he's going to trust the backup tight end versus the starter. Uh, I'm not going to roll there unless it was Albert O who has not been activated yet uh, in any of these games this year. Jets are are the best team to attack with the defense. We saw that last week with Indianapolis. So I do think Denver Broncos defense is in play. That's going to be a DK only type play. It's going to be a very popular play. So we need to decide if they're going to uh, get sacks, get interceptions, possibly get that pick six. I think the Jets are going to play this a little bit more cautious than what everybody thinks. So as far as defensive points, yeah, they can probably be included in a flex, but as far as the captain spot, I'm probably going to pass on that. Uh, Brandon McManus is going to be the kicker. He's going against the 17th-ranked DVP. Uh, against kickers, and that is at 8.67 points allowed by the New York Jets. Remember, I try, I completely forgot to add kickers to the last week's sheet, so that is my bad. Uh, going back to Noah Fant, he's also uh, going to end up having safety Neville Hewitt against him. Uh, he is definitely a guy to attack. Uh, the safety Ashton Davis, doubtful for this game which basically means out. So we'll move to the New York Jets side. You'll have Sam Darnold at quarterback facing the 26th-ranked DVOA defense against the pa- – uh, uh, pardon me uh, – against the rush, my bad. Why? Oh, because I totally looked at it wrong. Yeah, 26th-ranked defense against the pass, uh, pass, 23rd in points allowed to the quarterback position at 20.8 and point. Uh, 20.8 and 21.8, FanDuel and DK, respectively. Uh, I'm I'm curious about starting a Sam Darnold lineup in here because of that good matchup. I think he's in play just for the fact if you want to play it against everybody else, where everybody else is going to be playing the defense's then maybe taking a look at the Jets' passing offense isn't that bad of an idea, especially for tonight where I might only play one lineup. It might be just the way I go, just say fuck it and put it in there. So, you know, none of of this in seasonal outside of, say, Melvin Gordon. And if you're hurting Frank Gore, if you need a running back and he's on waivers, I would go get Frank Gore just because he's going to get a bulk of the work but none of these players, I really want to play in seasonal unless I absolutely am forced to. So, uh, I'm keeping Sam Darnold in mind. You're going to have Frank Gore, Lamichael P. and then Kalen Balage. Those three were the ones who were mostly handling the ball this season. Kalen Balage actually in the passing game to be in to be to be fair. To be fair. Uh, Broncos are 14th against the rush, and they are si- uh, eighth against running backs in the passing game, uh, and that is the seventh fewest amount of points allowed to the running back position at 16.4 on FanDuel and 21 on DK. So I'm going to stay away from here. Frank Gore is going to be your your workhorse plotter. So if we're going if we're going straight, you know, defensive type game. Frank Gore can be in play. He could get a goal line carry, um, something like that. Kalen ugh, I can totally go against my own bias on him. He does suck, but he did have some targets last week, and we'll take a look at that after we get through this. Um, So I think he is in play as much as I hate to say it. Jamison Crowder is still questionable. Now, I've heard rumors that he is probably going to be out, so that would move to uh, Chris Hogan, if he plays. Uh, Braxton Barrios and Josh Malone against the wide receiver one. The Jets are fifth best in the league and 23rd against the wide receiver two and the wide receiver plus. They, allow the tw- they are 28th in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 37.7 and 46.9. Um, if If Perriman does not play, you're going to look at Michael. (laughs) Oh, my God, not this guy. Oh, he medie. Oh, God. Against him. Asang basse against uh, Braxton Berrios. And Bryce Callahan against Josh Malone. The guy that I would attack with is one Braxton Berrios. Especially if you're going to go Sam Darnold. I don't think it's... I don't think it's terrible to go with Braxton Berrios. He'll probably be highly owned uh, just because he has been getting the job done uh, the last couple of weeks. Now, another spot to take a look at is actually tight end, and it is one Chris Herndon going against the 17th-ranked DVOA defense against the tight end position, 21st in points allowed to the tight end position at 13.5 and 16.8. So using the Jets passing game, I may just to kind of fuck shit up, I may go Sam Darnold, Braxton Berrios, and Chris Herndon. Uh, one of those two, either Braxton Berrios or Chris Herndon would be the MVP, in my opinion. Defense for the New York Jets. Okay, we talked 32nd. Well, the Jets are, uh, Denver is 30th in points allowed to the to the teams, to their opponent's defense. So both defenses are definitely in play. Sam Ficken would be the kicker here, um, going against the eighth-ranked uh, team in defense uh, in points allowed to the defense or to the kicker, my bad, uh, at six points allowed there. So, I mean, the defenses and the kickers are definitely in play. I'm just saying. I might want to get a little bit finicky with it since I'm going real super light, basically a throwaway light line, uh lineup. Go back to the Denver Broncos side. The guy handling the ball the most on the ground is one Melvin Gordon also had six targets, uh four receptions last week, so, so didn't do much with any of it, but uh and ran for a three point two five average. so plotting game definitely he is at play. Jerry Judy last week had nine targets, had five receptions for 55 yards. That was a 23% target share. So he's de- so Jerry Judy might be a guy that might be in play. He's not my favorite, um, but he's definitely my favorite within the wide receivers. I don't have any interest in K.J. Hamler. I know he had five targets last week and had three receptions for 30, but I think it's still too soon for him. I think it's Jerry Judy or bust. Now, if you wanted to go Tim Patrick, I think Tim Patrick would be in play. Tim Patrick would be, like, your reserve guy uh, that worked with Ridley. He would be one of the guys I would definitely consider, um, especially if you're going one-off. I think I'm going I, – I, I swear to God, I think I'm going all-out shootout. Uh, Deontay Spencer, Tyree, Cleveland, No. Uh, Tight ends, yes, you had Noah Fant, had 10 targets, five receptions for 46 yards, had a 26% target share. Uh, Jake Butt had one reception last week, so it's pretty much Chris Herndon there. So if you want to go on the other side, you have to make a decision with Melvin Gordon, Jerry, Judy, Tim Patrick, and Noah Fant. Yeah, I think I can go with Tim Patrick. I wouldn't go heavy on the wide receiver though. I would just use the one. So just make your decision on who you want to use. Remember, I'm probably not going to be available tonight. I'll have an early morning workload, so where I'll be up at ten ten thirty tonight. So I'm not even going to be able to watch this game. Sam Darnold, I think is yeah, he's in play. I understand there's risk involved in there, but. But, I mean, that's why it's GPP. If they don't like it, they can suck it or fuck it. Uh, Frank Gore last week, 15, 15 carries for 57 yards, a 3.8 average. Not really involved in the passing game. He had one target there. Michael P. Ryan ha- did have seven uh, carries for 24 yards, uh, two targets, two receptions. Kalen Bellage what was it? Yeah, he had two carries for eight yards, four yard av- per average. Five receptions on five targets for 44 yards. So There you go there. Chris Hogan, 0 for 3. I just don't like Chris Hogan. Braxton Barrios, though, last week was 4 for 4, 64 yards and a touchdown. The week before, he was uh, six receptions on eight targets for 59 yards and a touchdown. So he's very consistent, uh, definitely a guy to take a look at. Josh Malone, I have no interest. Uh, Lawrence, ooh, Lawrence Cager. I didn't add him to my list. Shit. Shit, 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 shit. I'll have to do that later. Uh, Chris Herndon, three receptions on five targets for 21 yards. And, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Um, There's nothing really else to see there. So, oh, that's why I couldn't fit Lawrence Cajun on there because Jeff Smith. I saw Jeff Smith on there. I'll pull him off. So that's kind of where I would go there. Um, like I said, if you want to do defensive matchups with the kickers, I'm all for it, but it's going to be way chalky as shit. So I'm going to run it the other way, possibly with Mel Gordon, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant. I'm not going to do the quarterback. I'm not going to do ripping. Uh, Sam Darnold. uh, Maybe Frank Gore, probably not on this lineup. Uh, Braxton Berrios I will be looking at and Chris Herndon on the Jets' side. Like I said, with the Broncos, I would probably, if you're doing Melvin Gordon, I would only pick one wide receiver target if you're going to use Fant. Otherwise, you could use two wide receiver targets. Um... And skip the tight end position, or you can skip the tight end position with Melvin Gordon, or you can skip Melvin Gordon and just go for the passing options. But one of these teams is going to try and slow it down; the other one's going to have to come back. So I'm going to think I'm going to just go with my gut and just say that um, Fangio is going to be the guy that's going to try and slow the game down, and Gase is going to be the guy that's going to try and speed it up. So. That's just my feelings. Uh, yeah, nothing too much. I'm, I, I, should have, I should have the uh, spreadsheet out to you guys tomorrow. Um, if not totally done tomorrow, I'll have it out Saturday morning when you get the final report out or get your final reports on, uh, on uh, Saturday, which isn't too bad, so you can kind of go through it. Um, but I'm, my goal is to have it out tomorrow before I do the before I even do a podcast. So, um, but I wanted I want to definitely give you guys two podcasts this weekend for the slate, not just one. So, just pay attention. Anybody who's in the SI fantasy chat, uh, NFL fantasy chat, uh, you know I'm I'm good for telling you kind of where I'm at and what's going on. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, good luck and uh, yeah. Hopefully this little risk pays off. Peace out.